The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com, Episode 170, Saturday, May 21st, 2011. This is The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com, Episode 170. 70? 170? 70? I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah, let me ask you something. Yes. Where did that stupid 70? Where did that come from? When we were <laughs> when we were in school in 5th grade, one of our classmates for some reason look, even though we were in the advanced classes, the advanced reading, science, math, all the advanced classes, for some reason some kind of like dummies slipped in somehow. <laughs> and I don't know if they were necessarily dummies, but they acted like dummies. So in our math class, we were in the advanced math class, and this one boy, to every question, he would raise his hand and just go, 70? <laughs> like X plus 3 equals 5. Hey, what, what is X When equal? was this? Huh? When was this? In fifth grade. I don't remember that. Well, maybe he was he was in my math class. Maybe he wasn't in your math class. We were in the same class. Maybe not. In fifth grade. Math class. We had the same... We were all in the same class. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, he used to do... I'm telling you, he would Wait. do that. Is this somebody whose initials are E-H? Yes! Oh, I thought it was somebody else. I thought it was, like, somebody who was who was there for, like, a day or two or something. Like, literally some, like, like, like retarded kid or something got in the class by accident. Cowboy Kruger? No, he, yeah, he was in, I wasn't there that year. He was that previous year. Oh, yeah. But who are you thinking of? I don't know. That's why I had no idea. <laughs> oh. Like who the hell is he talking about? We had a, we had a teacher who was only there for about a week. <laughs> yeah, we've told that story. We had a nervous breakdown. Um, yeah. So episode one seventy punchstevenson dot com. I am Rob. You are Greg. And a couple things. I have a whatever happened to. Mm. So we've done this in the past. Whatever happened to. Michael Dudikoff or <laughs> Ralph Macchio, who, did, by the way, Ralph Macchio is now on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, and apparently all he ever does is complain that he's old and he's in pain and that what? he can't dance because of it. He's only, he's in his 40s. Yeah. What is, he's 40s. acting like a like a 90-year-old. Anyway, so... Whatever happened to... Oh, Miss Miyagi! Oh, Miss Miyagi! My back, Miss Miyagi! Oh! Daniel-san! You, you, you gotta heat, you gotta do that thing! Yeah, and then uh, Pat Morita's gonna come back from the grave. He's gonna stick his hands in hot water, rub them together, put him on his back, and it'll be cured. <laughs> so, whatever happened to... The swine flu... <laughs> this was all, look the media went remember, crazy. remember the bird flu too the bird flu the bird flu the swine flu the media went berserk 
scaring yeah. everybody. Oh my god, the swine flu, all these what? people are getting sick. You well, it wasn't get... just the media, it was all these health, these world health organizations were going nuts. Well, yeah, people like, you You, you, you better line up and get the, the vaccine, the flu yeah. shot. Oh my god, we're running out of the flu shot. What are we gonna do with all these deaths? The death toll is rising. What are we, every day on the news, on TV, in the newspaper, for yeah. like a couple weeks, and then, and then, like a month later, nothing, eh. nothing, and there was no death toll. There was no like pandemic or epidemic. It was nothing. Well, there were definitely deaths. I mean, look, yes, there was a handful of deaths, but n nothing compared to like, you know, other common things. It was very, very, very minor in the grand scheme of things, and it was blown insanely out of proportion mm. and then a month later vanished eh. no mention of it what's no follow-ups no like hey everyone it's under control we're following nothing stupid <laughs> you know and then everybody's like panning oh my god rob did you get your flu shot greg did you get your flu I'm like no what do you mean get, get a flu get out of here no, I've I've never gotten a flu shot. Uh, Me neither. My, my opinion, uh, the only thing that a flu shot is good for is getting the flu. <laughs> well, and making the manufacturers of the flu shots rich. Hmm. I don't know. It, it was the whole thing was just annoying and stupid and spreading fear. Well, it's like stupid Bill Maher one time was like. I, I, I don't take any kind of medication at all. Nothing. It's like, if I get sick, I just wait till it goes away. And I'm like, case. yeah, well, uh, that's what John, Jim Henson tried to do. Oh, really? Dead. Nah. 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 Jim Henson did not drive a hybrid. Nah. Um... I have a Weird Al update. Okay. So let me just pull up his page here real quick. I am unprepared. Um, okay, so Weird Al has a blog on WordPress.com. It's alyankovic.wordpress.com. Yeah. And wait a minute. Is this something that he has a new song? Because I saw this on Twitter. So why isn't there a date on this thing? So anyway, he posted I think today, as far as I can tell, he posted on his blog that he uh he he had recorded his new album, but he was yeah. waiting for one last song parody. And maybe couldn't get to, permission or something? Well, no, just to to think of. Oh. So he finally decided he's going to do a song parody of Lady Gaga. <laughs> it was so, a parody as it is. Yeah, exactly. So under the the fair use laws... Weird Al does not have to get permission from the no. original artist. 
he is legally able to write and record a song parody and release it. He's, but he does. But he does ask for permission, though. Right. But he has decided throughout his career he will only uh, release the song parody on his albums if the original artist gives him permission. Yeah, and then there was the whole Coolio episode where <laughs> Coolio said he didn't have permission for Amish Paradise slash Gangster's Paradise. And, <laughs> right. Uh, but, so, that is Weird Al's own choice. He He does that by choice. Yeah. So he thought of a Lady Gaga parody, and he contacted her or her, her agency i guess and said i'm I, I i would like to do a parody of this particular song um whatever it's called i don't even know what it's called uh born this way by lady gaga i've never heard it i've heard of the title i've never heard the song so he contacted her and her people and said i i want to do this song parody Here's the the basic gist of the lyrics. What do you say? Mm-hmm. And he got a response back saying she needs to know what the actual lyrics are. So, all right. So he spent the next, like, he was on tour. He spent the next few days coming up with all the lyrics, making them nice and perfect and funny. He sent it to her. And then he got a reply back saying, no, 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 no. Lady Gaga actually needs to hear the lyrics before she gives you permission. Okay. And he's scratching his head. He's like, what? What? This doesn't make... Hey, whatever. Whatever she wants, I'll do it. This is going to be my next big single. Fine. So he... So... The tour's over. He's on a family vacation. He cuts his family vacation short to come back, record this song over a weekend sends her the song he gets a reply back no (laughs) period just no so then he posts a blog post on his blog alyankovic.wordpress.com and you could go to the top and click on the gaga saga (laughs) so you know he, he, he let the world know what happened and Lady Gaga said, no, I I don't believe this. I cut my family vacation short. I recorded it. There have been very, very few artists who have ever said no to me. But it's her decision. I'm going to respect it. Oh, well. Mm. I'm not going to release the song on my new album. But here it is. I posted it on YouTube. I'm putting it on my website. Just download it. It's free. Do whatever you want with it. I'm not making any money off it. Yeah, but I would figure she wouldn't want it released at all. Yeah, I know, but he's he's not profiting off of it. I I don't well, I don't think she cares about that. Well, so, <laughs> so then he just posted a new blog post same day, April 20th, 2011. It says after I wrote this whole this this whole blog post about what happened, Lady Gaga said no, and, and I got like, I don't know, like 
a thousand comments on this blog post about people saying Lady Gaga's an idiot, Lady Gaga's mm. stupid, I can't believe she did that. Now, all of a sudden, Lady Gaga writes back Ugh. and says, hey, I never said no. In fact, <laughs> I never even knew about the song. Oh, wait a minute. This is the same thing that Coolio <laughs> said. She's blaming her agent. She's saying, my agent was the one who kept writing back to you pretending to be me. Oh, give me a break. And he never even told me about any of this. Of course you can do the song parody. Of course you can make a video. Go ahead, you have my full blessing. So what I suspect happened is that she's a liar. Of course. She did say no, but then she saw over a thousand comments calling her an idiot and then decided, mm. hmm, I better blame my agent. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. The, uh, the, um... The unknown, uh, unnamed, uh, invisible agent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mystery agent. <laughs> who, who, by the way, is not fired. No. <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that takes care of that. <laughs> is the song uh, any good? Huh? Song any good? Um, I don't know, I haven't listened to it uh. yet. But we'll have to remember to play a clip. Yeah, we'll play a clip. Though. You probably won't. Um, his, yeah, his uh, his parody version is called. Um, it it's a parody of "Born This Way." His his uh, parody is called "Perform This Way." I perform this way, and it's about it, you know how. She just looks stupid performing and <laughs> all these gimmicks and everything. Yeah. My mama told me when I was hatched, act like a superstar. Save your allowance by a bubble dress. Someday you will go far Now on red carpets Well I'm hard to miss The press follows everywhere I go I'll poke your eye out With a dress like this Back up and enjoy the show I'm sure my critics will say It's a grotesque display Well they can fight me Baby I perform this way I might be wearing Swiss cheese Or maybe covered with bees Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 
I'm strange, weird, shocking, odd, bizarre. I'm Frankenstein, I'm Avatar. There's nothing too embarrassing. I'll honestly do anything but wear white after Labor Day. Cause baby, I'd reform this oh, way. won't think it's cliche if I go new today. Don't call the cops now, baby, I perform this way. No reason I should regret all the attention I get. I'm not completely crazy, I perform this way, yeah. Actually, there's a um, kind of similar. There's uh, on um, you know the uh, website um, collegehumor.com. Yeah. It's similar to funnierdie.com. Mm-hmm. So there, there is. Um, they made a video. Um, it's you know, it's a it's a spoof music video. Uh, I, I forget. I don't even know who did the song. Um, but the song parodies uh, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, um, <laughs> who I can't stand. Yeah, somebody else. Uh, well, I don't know some other pop person. I forget who it was. Um. And the music video of it, uh, lip syncing, is, um, oh boy, I, <laughs> let's see if I can get her uh, her name correctly, uh, from the Chuck TV show. Oh, the blonde woman? Yeah, it is uh, Yvonne, I don't, I don't even know how you say it, is it Yvonne or Yvonne? I don't know. Stra Strahovski? That sounds good. Yvonne Strav, I can't. Close enough for me. I can't say it. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, they have her in the in the video, like dressing up as them and lip sync. It's really funny. All right, boys, listen up. Whatever your type, here's a love song for you. I remember you told me once all about who would be your dream girl. You said so it's Chanel, but without the shame or class. So I put on makeup, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of makeup, and you fell in love with me, or at least my ass. And I love you with my heart everlasting. I love you with boobies, with cream blasting. I love you, and yes, it can shoot sparks too. Woke up on your toilet. I'm covered in jacket vomit. That was just another normal Tuesday at Senior Frogs. Frogs. You let me crash here after doing doggy on the dumpster. I realized when you told me that you were not a cop that I love you more than I hate herpes. I love you. By the way, um, all of the profit 
from the upcoming song parody and music video, Weird Al is donating to the Human Rights Campaign charity. That's very nice. So he was like, he was making fun of her. In in, in his original post, he was making yeah. fun of her like, doesn't she want to support charity? I don't understand. I explained all this to her. She still said no. So that maybe changed her mind a little bit too. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, the skit uh, which just came out it was it's uh, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, uh, Kesha. Who's Kesha? She is probably the most annoying uh, of the three of them. Wow, that's got to be like <laughs> mega annoying. And uh, Justin Bieber. And this this actress is doing all of them. Yeah, well, you know, she dresses up as them in, in the, you know, cutting, it cuts from one to the other. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. All right, I'll watch that. It's really, it's pretty funny. I will watch that. Um, And I, you know, I like her and, and I like Chuck. The uh, show. Question. Well, actually, very quickly, is that show still on? Yeah. Okay. So, question. It's on Mondays. Wait a minute, I thought you are Mr. NBC, Mr. NBC sitcom. Yeah, but I gave up on Chuck several oh. seasons ago. Ugh. Anyway, question. Yeah? So, I'm at Rite Aid. I, I, I've noticed this for a long time, but I don't get it. I'm at Rite Aid. I buy one item. Let's say a stick of deodorant or a, a box of garbage bag. I, I buy one item. I bring it to the register. I pay. I hand the person with a five dollar bill or whatever, and out prints this two foot long receipt. What well, have you noticed? Stores have been doing this the past couple of years. Yeah, you know, they do it, to, they try and get you to go on their website and sign up for this stuff, and it's got all this stupid, uh, these quote, uh, you know, like, contests on it and everything. It's just, you know, it, it's just marketing stuff, really, you know. But think about it, though. A store like Rite Aid, one chain store, must have millions upon millions of customers every day. And each of those customers is getting a two-foot-long receipt. <laughs> How much paper is this one company going through every day? I know. And then plus, you know, you have CVS, you have Dwayne Reed, Walgreens. They're all doing these two-foot-long receipts. This is insanity. Well, I think the worst. Well, I think the worst I've seen is is uh, like Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, Best Buy. All of I mean, these. Home Depot is pretty bad too. All of these stores, it's like they they could boost their profit margins by however many millions of dollars if they would just like cut the receipts down to like a quarter of what they are. They, they would go through so many thousands of, of fewer rolls of receipt paper. Hmm. I know it, it makes sense, but um, I can tell you from my background that. Uh, they uh, they like having that stuff on there because um you know they want they want to have the customers you know they want them to come back and uh, they want to get their email address and look have you ever 
once taken one of those two foot long receipts home and actually gone to the website and filled out one of those surveys? No. No, I haven't. You know, they should give me, these stores should actually give me the option. When I, if I'm buying a stick of deodorant or a toothbrush or garbage bags, I should have the option. Okay, that'll be $10. Okay, here you go. Do you need a receipt? You know what? No, I don't need a receipt. And then they push the button. I've actually been to a couple of stores in New York City where they say, do you need a receipt? And I say, no. They push a button on the computer and the receipt doesn't even print out. Mm. Why do I need a receipt for every little stupid thing in my life? I don't need it. Nobody needs these receipts. No, you don't. You know, the, well, the worst is is a lot of those stores like the CVS and I know the Models and all they have those stupid, uh, you know, they ask you uh, or Barnes and Noble, hey, do you have a card? Do you have a stupid, uh, I don't know what the heck they're called, uh, the membership card. Yeah, if it's like, yeah, okay, uh, what are you doing with this? <laughs> right, they're tracking you exactly. Yeah, because. If I buy something at Barnes & Noble or Rite Aid or Pathmark... Let me tell you, people, it's a conspiracy. It is. Every because... time you use one of those cards, the CIA is tracking you. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, Larry, the CIA is tracking you when you use one of those little cards. You think you're getting three cents off, but in reality, the government is tracking your every move. <laughs> Let me tell you, at any, at any moment, they can they can bring it up on a computer... That you've bought 600 uh, sticks of deodorant in the last 10 years. And they say, you know what? This person fits the profile of a terrorist. <laughs> We're going to have to arrest, arrest them. Listen. Uh, okay, Jesse. Uh, no, but seriously, though. The point of these club cards, these membership cards isn't really to give the customer savings. That's what they want the customer to think, but really it's about if you or I go to a store and we buy things, all they know is that this item was purchased, that item was purchased. But if we're member, if we join the club, we scan our card, now they know, oh, this item was purchased by a male in his 30s who lives at this zip code. They have all this this demographics. They have all the demographics about who's buying what. And then they can figure out, well, now we'll put these products here. We'll move this here. We'll, we'll order this. They have all this data to reorganize their store to boost their profits. Right. So they're using us as as like you know they're they're not us they're using card holders members as uh, sources of data. Right. That's all it is. And yeah, okay, it's data know, mining. Yeah, data mining. It's like you know the, what they're calling now the the quote social graph. They're building a social graph from well, their their members. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, people say, people ask me, 
Well, look, I mean, that's fine, you know, but it is what it is. Um, and it's very valuable. You know, you, you want to be able to, you know, uh, uh, to do that so that, you you know, you could, you know, you make, you make more money. Everybody makes more money. I mean, that's the point of it. There's right. nothing wrong with it. Um, the, um, people ask me, well, how come Google is worth these billions of dollars and Facebook? Why, why are they worth so much? They're free. But they're not because they're 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 compiling this data. They're compiling this information, and this information is very very variable valuable to advertisers and and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, yeah, we've talked about this in previous episodes. That's one of the reasons I left Facebook is because it's like you know what? No, you're not going to profit off of my personal information. Get out of here. I think you're just a worry wart. I just don't like it. I just don't. Uh, I'm not worried about what they'll do with not, the information. It's, it's not a reasonable reason to leave this site. But whatever. I'm not worried about what they will do with my personal information. That's not what worries me. It's just a, a personal belief. It's like, you know what? Just leave me alone. Stop using me for your own profit. Get out of here. I just I, I took a personal stand uh, against Facebook. All right, you go. All right, so uh, I had a, I had a little bit of a dush update. Yes. Boys, I think that you have a better chance of seeing God than seeing Eliza Dushku. The dish. The dush. No. So uh, you know, this uh, the dush is uh, now she is doing some kind of a comedy pilot, I think, for CBS or something like that. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but uh, she's also doing the voice of, unfortunately, it's just the voice of Catwoman. Catwoman. Catwoman for uh, the Batman Year One uh, uh, animated uh, uh, thing, which is based on the Frank Miller classic comic book. Oh yeah, so uh, that should be cool, and uh, you know, I think she's got a you know great voice, and uh, she'll probably be very uh, do very well. She'll be very very vampy as the Catwoman, um, but I would rather have seen her as actual Catwoman in the Batman movie. And then maybe I'd actually go watch the stupid movie. By the way, uh... otherwise I don't care, and I love Michael Caine movies. But I don't Michael Caine. Michael Caine is right. So, um, would you want to meet Larry King? Why would I want to meet Larry King? Yeah, I'll get a picture with him, meet the celebrity. Yeah, why not? It's Larry King. So, Tuesday, 8 p.m. for $29, you can meet Larry King in Manhattan. Hey, $29? What? Yeah. Why? He's charging? Is this a book signing? <laughs> no. You Why just, is he charging for that? You just get to look at him. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm to look at a, at, a, at a zombie. So, yeah, this is... Um, you can go to W... Well, w why am I saying W? Why, why is WWW printed in this booklet? Enough with that. You can go to the number 9, the number 2, the letter Y, 92y.org slash lectures, 
Oh, this is the the yeah the ninety second Street Y the uh, and it Jewish, says Larry King the Jewish YMCA there yeah they they always have speakers there. This is Larry King Tuesday eight p.m. twenty nine dollars. Yeah, Ted Dance is going to be there uh, next week. Really oh, today? Wait, what? Today? Oh man, we missed it. Yeah, but you probably have to pay. Yeah, but we could have finally gotten our. Uh, <laughs> We've already got a picture with him, and it's $29. No, but remember in episode 168, you said you should have recorded the conversation. I said next uh, time. Yeah. Well, that could have been our next time. Well, maybe if you had recorded it the first time, it would have been an issue. You'll listen to me. Um, uh, and where the heck, what did the heck ever happen to Ed Begley? He's, he never came this way. I don't know. The hermit. Sunday, June 12th. Is where does it say June? Oh my God! They're doing a film screening of Ishtar. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why can't I? This calendar doesn't. Oh, here we go. All right, June, Sunday, June twelfth. Keith Olbermann. <laughs> Worst persons in the world. Uh, anyone else interesting? I'm browsing very quickly. And oh, Harvey Firestein, you want to meet him? Hey, it's me, Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. David. David. Uh, uh, no, no one. Yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Um, Robert Redford. Tommy James. Is this uh, the the Tommy James from the Shondells? It is. Yeah, that's uh, June twenty eighth. Tommy James. Um, no, I don't care. No, but the thing is, where the heck is the Larry King? Larry King is May tenth. Yeah, now this is a, it's in a concert hall. Okay. So, um, I mean, you're not going to be able to meet the person. Well, for 29 bucks, I better oh. better get something out of it. Hey, you, you're something as you sit there and listen to them. Well, that stinks. Nah. I don't care what, Larry, what... What could Larry King possibly have to say? He does a stage show. What? Yeah, he's been doing it. He's... He does. He's like. He acts like he's a stand-up comedian or something. Was he? He's like Charlie Sheen now. Yeah, exactly. Or Kevin Smith. Exactly. That's the new thing. These. That's terrible. These celebrities go around doing these stage shows. Where is the Dushkus? Where is Eliza Dushkus stage show? That's what I want to know. <laughs> she could do a good job. Uh. Anyway, so where's Chris Elliott's stage show? Yeah. Exactly. 
Actually, he he has a new show, by the way. On adult TV show? On Adult Swim, yeah. He's a cowboy. I'll get to that in a second, but Wait, I wanted it's a to... live action show. Yeah, I wanted to say about Larry King. I was watching briefly on Comedy Central the roast of Donald Trump, and he was on it. Yeah, Larry King was on. He was one of the roasters, and you know how from time to time we do our Larry King bit where you do Larry King and you do like "Hello Chicago" oh. or "On the Air." Yeah. Right, just it, it, do that for a second. Uh, we're gonna take a call, um, uh, Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire. Hello. Right. Guess what, Maine? But guess what? Uh, As he was roasting Donald Trump, he was doing that. Oh, well, you know, it's part of his. No, he bit. stole your bit. Well, I'm not, I, I mean, I didn't steal the bit. It's his bit. Yeah, but he was an interview. He wasn't taking calls. Oh, well. He's like, ah, Donald Trump, your hair looks like a, a dead ferret on top of your head. <laughs> uh, Salem, Wisconsin, hello, you're on the air. <laughs> Donald Trump, man, you know, it's like, <laughs> he's doing Greg's bit. Yeah. He must listen to the Paul Stevenson show. He must. Paul Stevenson, hello. So yes, Chris Elliott on Adult Swim is, uh, I think it's called Eagle Heart. Let me pull this up here. Yeah, it's called Eagle Heart, and it's a cowboy show starring Chris Elliott. Okay. You could go to adultswim.com slash shows slash eagleheart and you could watch like a little trailer, you could watch episodes. Seems pretty funny. Excuse me, um, have you seen this autopsy report? It says you were strangled to death. But of course, these reports can often be wrong. Time of death, now. Eagle Heart. Oh, there are 11 missing. The, the problem I have with the Cartoon Network, with the, with the Adult Swim is, again... I never know when the hell anything is on. Well, this says nothing is ever on a a uh, a regular schedule. Well, this according to the site adultswim.com/shows/eagleheart says new series Thursdays at midnight. And it's only 11 minutes long. Easter. So that means if I'm if I'm 3 or 4 or 5 minutes late in watching the show, it's half over. Well, <laughs> right. Huh. But here's my question. New series, Thursdays at midnight Eastern Time. Yeah. Actually, Eastern Time and Pacific Time. There's a special guest appearance by Mickey Rooney. Oh, really? Hello, it's me, Mickey Rooney. Hello. But he's still alive? Yes. Wow. I'm 90-something years old. I was, I was 
I was taken advantage of and abused in a nursing home. They so, stole all my money. So my question is, Thursdays at midnight, does that mean, like, Wednesday night slash oh, Thursday yes. morning? I don't know. At midnight? Or I think it is. Or Thursday night slash Friday morning at midnight? Yes. Well, I hate that. What does that mean? What does midnight mean? I hate let's that. think. Now, does that mean it's Wednesday night at midnight, or is it really Thursday morning at midnight, or is it Thursday night at midnight? Exactly. Who are these I don't people? know what anything is on, Jerry. It's Midnight Man. He confuses the evildoers because they don't know which midnight it is. <laughs> Anyway, you know, I used to work at Willowbrook Mall in New Jersey. Yeah. At Electronics Boutique. <laughs> You're announcing that to the world now? It was so long. It was more than a decade ago. Wow. I don't care. Whatever. It's more. The company doesn't even exist anymore. That's true. They're now GameStop. So I remember... I was working. I was in my early 20s. Actually, I may have been 20. Exactly. I don't know. It was a very What's early 20. It doesn't difference? matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. So one day, it was uh, I, I happened to be on the day shift that day. Because I switched. Sometimes I was night. Sometimes I was mornings. Day. Anyway, it was the middle of the day. Middle of the week. The mall wasn't that crowded. The store was empty. So it was just... The manager at the time and me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the manager yet. So he was behind the counter. Like the 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 register, the the counter was in the middle. It was very, very tiny store. It was like the size of my bedroom. Very, very tiny store. The counter and the register was in the middle of the store. Then you had the front part and the back part. The manager was behind the register, behind the counter. I was in the back, like, organizing stuff or doing inventory. I was doing something. So you were in the back room that was not actually on the, uh, in the, uh, the retail area. No, it was just, I was just in the back of the store. Oh, all right. Which was, like, ten feet away from the register. It's how small the store was. Yeah, I know. It was very small. And yet, we, we did, like, three million dollars a year in revenue. It made no sense. But... I never understood that because it was never the because you know what it was it's like computer games you know it's, yeah anyway. so so, so anyway I was standing in the back doing whatever I looked around there was nobody in the store it was just me and the manager and all of a sudden I I, I turned to the manager I'm like oh man what's that smell mm. and he's just I I don't know I don't know what it is I'm like and then like a minute later I was like. Oh, seriously, something smells really bad. What is that? Mm. And he's like, no, no, just it's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. And like another minute later, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even breathe. What is going on? Like, what is happening? Where is this coming from? (laughs) And he's just like, no, no, just it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And then finally, like the fourth time, I'm just like. I'm gagging, like I'm physically gagging because this smell was so bad. It, it, it smelled like a sewer, 
like a garbage dump, something like a garbage barge. It was just a garbage barge. It was insane. The smell in this little bedroom sized store at the mall. It this smell was like choking me. Did I ever tell you about hold on, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I have to. <laughs> the time that me and, and our friend Chris we were we were going to Manhattan. This was probably not not that far, you know, um, many years, maybe only a year or two after the story you're telling. And we're driving to Manhattan, so we were we were we were going to go and park over Journal Square in Jersey City by, you know, the the uh, the movie theater that we go to. Yeah. And um, so there's a bridge which you know very well. And it's this really old bridge, and when a ship comes through, it has to lift, and then you sit there. So one day, I forget we were meeting these girls or something there, and we had left early, you know, we were supposed to meet them, I don't know, just make up a time here, four o'clock. So we, let's say we left, and it was like, I don't know, um, one thirty, and we get to this bridge. And the bridge goes up. And we're like the second car waiting, you know, as the bridge goes up. And we're like, what What the heck's going on here? The bridge is up. And, you know, we can't go anywhere now. There's like 200 cars behind us. And there's no off-ramp or anything where we are. And a half hour goes by. Bridge is still up. <laughs> An hour goes by. The bridge is still up. What? Now, at this point... It was his car. I got out of the car. I walked over. I walked for like, you know, two, you know, for like 500 yards to see what the heck was going on with this bridge. And I'm like, and I go back. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't even see a boat. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So then I started walking back, telling people like nothing is happening. You know, help us turn around, move back so we can get out of here or something. So um, nobody was moving. So finally, after, you know, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes, this smell starts like wafting over to us. Now, let me also explain. This is in the heat of the summer. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like, you know, probably 85 and humid that day. It was probably in like July or something or June. And so we're sweating as it is. You know, we didn't, we weren't going to run the car the whole time. And, um,. So the smell is like, what, what is this smell? And and it's getting worse. And it's getting worse and worse. It's like, you know that like garbage smell? Yes. You know, like rotting, like pungent garbage smell? That's exactly what, I, that's what I was talking about. And it was getting worse and worse. Yes. So I got out of the car again. I walked over and I looked and I ran back. He's like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, dude, it's a garbage barge. <laughs> It was a gigantic garbage barge and of rotting garbage. <laughs> and it was going down the river. And I'm not kidding you. I could have swam faster than this thing was doing. So uh, here, here we go. Two hours. We're dying. We are dying. None of the, these other idiots are still not backing up. <laughs> We're like, this is ridiculous. Wow. And so, like, he would run the car. He would run the air conditioning for, like, five minutes and turn it off. And then we'd sit there and, like, sweat. 
They turned it on again. The smell was terrible. I'm not kidding. Two hours and f- almost 40 minutes we sat there Jeez. for this damn thing. Finally, we get across the bridge. And it's almost, it's like four o'clock at this point. And he calls them on the cell phone and they don't pick up because they're probably, I think they were in the set, in a subway. Then we get on the subway and then we, there's no reception. And finally we get out of the subway and it, it, it's like six o'clock. <laughs> you know, some ridiculous time. And he calls them up and they're like, where are you guys? And like, he's like, oh, uh. so you know him. He, he want, he, he was insisting we go home. Insisting because we were like drip, we were all like disheveled, like you know, like dripping with sweat from sitting in the air conditioning, and it was just a terrible, terrible experience. Sounds like it. So now back to your story. So yeah, so we're in the little tiny store in the mall. My manager behind the counter, me in the back. This smell, this disgusting garbage barge skunk sewer smell has been building up for five minutes and i'm finally like i I can't breathe i'm gagging i'm in physical pain i want no clothes this this thing is in the mall so there's no closed doors right so i'm like where is this coming from meanwhile i keep saying out loud like like, come on, you have to be smelling this. It can't just be me. No, and, just stop. And there's, and there's nobody else in the store, right? It's like, leave it alone, leave it alone. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, but it's, I can't leave it alone. It's it's making me gag of saying this out loud. <laughs> Finally, after five minutes, I walk into the front of the store. Yeah. And there's this thing hunched over down, like, in front of the counter. So I couldn't see it. From from the back of the store. I couldn't it's see. It's this thing. It's this thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I, can, can I help you? <laughs> and this guy stands up. Oh no. And <laughs> this is going to sound insane. Imagine Santa Claus. <laughs> this big, fat, old guy with this big, white, bushy beard and mustache. It's Santa Claus. Except, imagine Santa Claus covered in dung and mud and garbage. And it, it was like... What's so amusing? I, I, I couldn't understand because it's like, where did this guy come from? Covered in feces, leaves... Leaves. Garbage, like banana pe- Yes, it was like... It was like Robin Williams when they find him in the beginning of Jumanji. <laughs> really? Yeah. But like, where did this guy come from that he's covered in this toxic waste, human waste? I don't know. I didn't understand it. So then, so he's like, I was like trying to hold my breath and talk at the same time. Like, hi, can I help you? Mm. Or like, like, hi, what game are you looking for today? And he gets up and he's just like ch- trying to chew my ear off for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, I can't walk away. Like, what am I supposed to do? I couldn't breathe, but I, I, I had to like, you know, he's a customer. So I had to be nice. And I'm like, 
I finally like convinced them to buy some. I, I don't remember what it was. It was a PlayStation game. I finally convinced them to buy the game. He but he was very nice. That was the thing. He was nice, but he just stunk. Like <laughs> he was just covered in all this brown filth. I don't know where he must have worked in the sewer or something. I don't know. The pack rat or something. But know. so finally he left, and I swear to God, it took the whole rest of the day uh. and night. For the smell to go away. And because I actually treated him like a nice, normal person. Came back. He was now a regular customer. Oh, no. And I felt bad because he was nice, but we would always, like, draw straws to see who got to go near him and talk to him. (laughs) It's like, hey, I walked up to him last time. It's your turn this time. Oh my god. It was so weird and 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 like all these years later I finally remembered like I, I just randomly thought about that. I'm like where would a human being be covered in all this stuff? Like dung and like mud and like he was rolling I, I was around. Thinking, I'm thinking maybe he's a homeless guy or something. Yeah, but then, but then how does he play with the PlayStation? But the, did he ever buy anything any other time? Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. So I don't know what this guy, I don't know what his story was, but it was weird. Well, you know, I've seen the instances where these people have this, like, condition where, you know, they're, like, perfectly clean, in fact, and yet they, they smell horrible. No, this guy was covered in... Yeah. Waste. He was just covered in waste. Okay. Like his skin, his sweatsuit, everything was just all like caked on, like brown junk. Like uh, it was really disturbing. All right. Then these other two guys would come in, also regular customers. And again, they were nice. I feel bad, but. For some reason, these two guys would always come in at the same time, together. And within, I'm not even exaggerating, within 30 seconds, the entire store would smell like old fish. It didn't make any sense! Like, what, did they work at a fish market or something? I, I don't get it. I don't know. And they were very nice. They bought stuff. They were nice. They just stunk like old fish nah. it was so bizarre so many characters and it, like we had so many characters that came into that store regularly mm. so what do you got <laughs> oh, I don't remember at this point that stupid story it took forever <laughs> The, the garbage box. Please. <laughs> the garbage barge. Actually, real quick, let me just. Episode 167, we were talking about dummies getting famous, and we've been told our whole lives the cream rises to the top. Don't worry, you're smart, guys. You're creative. Don't worry, you'll be successful doesn't really work that way in real life it turns out i don't think that's true well anyway so so esteban one of our regular listeners esteban left a comment 
His website is pleasesavemerobots.blogspot.com. He left a comment. Boy, this one really hit home for me. It really sucks being nothing and having amounted to nothing. Mm. I'm taking college classes right now. He's a loser! Where <laughs> I'm taking college classes right now where I really wonder if these barely literate teenagers are college material, but I'm sure they'll go on to become millionaires because that's how it works. The stupid and the cutthroats and the ruthless end up winning. This goes in direct contradiction to every feel-good, good guys always win, the cream will rise to the top movie ever made. The mass yeah. media programs us to be docile, goody-goody sheep, and we eat it up and we wonder why we get nowhere. If I was really so smart like all the tests tell me, then why is it my life has ended up a big fat zero? So, Rob, I'm right there with you. This is Esteban, yeah. I guess, addressing me. So, Rob, I'm right there with you. I think what happens is there is no real direct correlation between talent and fame. It also takes luck and being in the right environment, right place, right time. That means either knowing the right people or living where you are most likely to be found by those who decide who gets to be famous. We're all just chips on a giant plinko board of chaos that is life, and nobody really knows where they're going to land, and it doesn't really matter anyway. Because Come on down! <laughs> it doesn't really matter anyway because fame just ends up turning people crazy, so I don't know if it's even worth striving for. That was Esteban. But again, the thing is, you know, do you want to be famous? Uh, I don't. Well, I mean, I want to be some. I want to be successful. I want to be. Yeah, you can do that without being fa famous. Does not mean you're successful. And first of all, most of these people that Esteban's like talking about, like these Kardashian idiots or these Jersey Shore morons or the the Hills. Yeah, them. I mean, they're infamous. They're not famous. You know, a famous person is somebody like uh, Tom Cruise. I know. Or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady. Right, but here's the thing. You know, somebody who's had, you know, success in, in whatever their profession is, people, oh, I know him, or, or your buddy Steve Jobs. But here's the thing. My point is, some dummy, like some idiot on the Jersey Shore, or the Hills, or Kardashian, is now a multimillionaire. For doing nothing. Like, these people didn't invent anything. These people right. don't have a creative bone in their body. They are multimillionaires. These people never have to struggle or worry about money again for the rest of their lives. But meanwhile, <sighs> you and me and Esteban, who are intelligent, hardworking, creative, funny, artistic. That's always, it's always that way. We struggle the rest of our lives at these, at these jobs. We have I to know. worry. Well, Where's the next paycheck coming from? Where's my retirement going to pay? These dummies don't have to worry about any of that. And they're dumb. Well, look, I mean, they're dumb, but the other, the, the dummies in the rest of the country are the dummies that watch them. So, you know, if, if morons didn't watch them, then they would, they would be worthless. But that's my whole point. Like, these dummies 
overnight. They never have to struggle or worry for the rest of their lives. And what do they do with the money? They, they, they buy a garage full of cars or they buy big screen TVs or solid gold, you know, houses. And Well, look, the reality is a lot of these people that you're thinking of are already rich. Without ever getting on any of these shows. I mean, what were you thinking about? Paris Hilton? She's a billionaire already. The Jersey you know, Shore. Well, that's that's different. That's the reality show, whatever. But I think, you know, that's that those people a lot of those people are flash in the pan. You how many of those people wind up on stupid Dr. Drew show they're coked out? I guess. Happens all the time. No, the real problem are the the Kurd- Kardashians and the Paris Hiltons, people who are rich and do nothing at all. Nothing. Right. And these people eat them up and act like they're fit. Me. You know, they, they, they do nothing. They, they have absolutely no talent at all. At least some of these people, you know, the Jersey Shore or whatever, at least they're, I guess, for the people that like them, they're entertaining them. Guess, you know what I mean? But it's I like guess. the Kardashians, they do nothing. And I'll tell you what the problem with it is that it's not just they do nothing, but like kids and those stupid kids, these people become like some kind of like role models in a sense. Oh, I want to be like them. Right. And, you know, I know Bill Maher has talked about this poll where like they asked high school seniors back in like the 50s or 60s or something like, how many of you think you're a really like important person or something like that? It was like 20 something percent felt that. And now it's like 90%. <laughs> you know, every single kid thinks, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the big star now. I'm Mr. Big Star. I'm Mr. Big Shot. But in reality, for most of those, for most of the people who try and break into the entertainment business somehow, it is a ridiculous amount of work. Oh, yeah, of course. And, but yet some of these people that have these shows do nothing. And, right. and the, the, the thing I can't understand about, like, the Paris Hilton, the Kardashians, look, I can understand reality television. I mean, I like the Osbournes when it first came on. And and I love Gary Busey's stuff. He's insane. <laughs> but that stuff is somewhat entertaining. These people are, they are, they're nothing. They have absolutely no entertainment value at all. The only person worth watching on, let's say, that Kardashian show. Yeah. Is stupid Bruce Jenner, the father, who like spends the whole time like, you know, being mistreated, you know, by the rest of the family, who you know, that annoy him. But otherwise, there's just no reason to watch that. And yet, these people are wildly popular, and I don't understand it. There is this. It's strange. There is this, um, obsession almost with these super rich people. Right. Which I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. And yet they, they look up to them, and now you have this these generation of idiots now who don't want to do any work because they think, oh, there's some easy way out. I'll just do whatever. I mean, I know, like, a lot of my roles are teachers, and they'll tell you every day, like, these stupid kids in, like, high schools and everything are like, you know, ask them, like, what do you want to do? And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a computer programmer. I'm going to write video games or, or something else, something ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? I can understand if you said that if you were 10 years old. 
you know, but it's like at some point you got to realize that not everybody can do this. Not everybody is cut out to do that. Right. And so what you wind up is a situation where nobody wants to be a janitor. Nobody wants to work at McDonald's. Uh, nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to do that. You can't even get people to, to, you know, you can't even get guys to do carpentry anymore. You know, because like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to work hard. You know, I'm not going to do that because it's looked, oh, I, I, they look down on it. <laughs> but in reality, you can make more money than a lot of other professions right away, right? Like right out the door. That's true. So they, they're, they're idiots. And then, I mean, the, the greatest extent of it, obviously, is it's, it's this stupid uh, royal wedding. Nah. I mean, this is the worst of all. Here you have this British royal family. You're talking about people who do nothing and are, are useless. And, you know, what, what's the, what is the point of these people? Now, I don't know if we have anybody listening in, in England anymore, but it's like, what are you people doing over there? You do not need these stupid, these stupid royal family. Who cares? <laughs> I agree. You know, it's gotten so bad now, they canceled all the soap operas here. Do you hear that? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, they're like, they're all canceled. Good. No, but the, yeah, no, 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 no. But the point, what are they replacing? But you look at what they're replacing it with. Is more like Doctor Phil garbage or some, <laughs> no. some chef's show? You know, it's like, come on, the... my show is not garbage. Uh, pretty soon, there's going to be a People's Court just with the the every single episode of the People's Court. The defendant is going to be Doctor Phil because <laughs> he's he's being sued by that many people. <laughs> they need to eat my energy bars. The thing that bothers me the most, yes, I want to be famous partially because I want to be recognized for my intelligence and my creativity and my talents, but more so for the reason that, A, I don't want to have to keep you know, struggling the rat race and have to worry about money and retirement. And I don't want to have to worry about all that stuff. I want to be set for life. <laughs> Not because I'm greedy, but because, you know, the, the, these, these dummies who become overnight millionaires, like these Jersey Shore morons or the Hills or whoever. Well, they're not overnight millionaires. Or, but, but, but whatever, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, or these, these like, illiterate athletes who, you <laughs> know, they, they waste all their money on a garage full of SUVs or gold-plated, uh, you know, TVs. Like, they, they waste spending, their money. Yeah, I, 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 you think they're wasting it, but in reality, that is a very very small portion of what they're being paid. All right, using but my, point, my point is, if I became famous and had millions of dollars... If I had a million dollars... I would not... I don't care about a garage full of SUVs with spinning hubcaps and jumbotron TVs and gold-plated houses and mansions. I don't care about that. Then my dubs, yo. I would... Give money to my family. Give money to charities. I would, you know, I would support science. I would support helping our environment, helping animals, research. I would be so much more responsible 
with the money than all of these other dummies who just waste it on on garbage. You mean you wouldn't be like Daffy Duck when he finds the 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 vault full of the the money? <laughs> no. It's my 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 my. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course I would keep some of it to make sure my my immediate family and I were set for life, but then the rest of it it's like I want to. I, I want to do something bigger. I want to do something. You know, I want to help causes and fund research and, and you want, help. You want to start a television network where where it could be shows with Chris Elliott and Tom Green <laughs> and Norm McDonald. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would do that. And Stan Lee. You could befriend Stan Lee with all that money. It's rich man. He You could say, "Hey, Stan, you can do every any 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 idea that comes across your mind. We're going to make a we're going to make a television show based on that." <laughs> that would be a Every week will be a new television show. Not a new episode, it'll be a new television show. <laughs> that would be a disaster. <laughs> I've got a great idea this week. It's uh, it's uh, 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 it's Bicycle Man. He bicycles all over the neighborhood and, uh, and uh, uh, fixes bicycles. But you see what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I know oh, I'm well. being a little serious. I know we're a, we're a humorous show. I'm being a little serious. But you see what I'm saying? That I want to be famous because I would do so much with the money. It's not a, for me, it's not about greed. It's about helping. You want to be like Brewster. Exactly. <laughs> Brewster's and, and it's also just about getting recognized. It's, it's about fairness and mm. smart people, creative people, talented people get recognized. Guido idiots don't <laughs> get recognized. I want, I want fair. I want something fair, a, a, a fair system. Well, you're, it's too bad. I get it. Obviously, it's too bad. <laughs> Unfortunately. God, I, can, can I help you? <laughs> and this guy stands up. Oh no! <laughs> this is gonna sound insane. Imagine Santa Claus. <laughs> this big, fat, old guy with this big, white, bushy beard and mustache. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> Except, imagine Santa Claus <laughs> covered in dung. <laughs> And mud and garbage. <laughs> Happy Christmas to all! And to all, a good night! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that guy, man, is screaming. <laughs> what is that?